0: This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicago First Podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry, and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. All right. Dynasty Podcasts live from Virgin Hotels. Haima Black, here with Tara Mahadevan, uh, oh. Chicago music journalist, um, creative director you do all sorts of things how are you doing tonight
1: i'm good how are you
0: i'm good thank you for coming up
1: yeah thanks for having me
0: so you know you're no stranger to the podcast you have helped us out you um you brought kevin Koval up here a few weeks ago for one of my favorite interviews in recent memory and that was a blast so thank you so much for all the support
1: yeah yeah and y'all did the popcorn reading that was cool
0: that was that was (laughs) a like that was a highlight i was not expecting that when i asked kevin to read the closing poem in his book that wasn't me like Angling like and let me read it with you. Like I literally had no inclination to try to make that happen mm-hmm. because I would not ever propose to like step up to Kevin and be like, oh, I'm a poet on your level. Like not at all. But I got to read that poem with him. And that was that was really cool. So, yeah, no,
1: that was cool.
0: Kind um, was like that, you know. He's a good dude, you know. Yeah. I've he's done a couple things with the podcast. He's always been very giving. So shout out Kevin Koval. Yeah, shouts. Yeah, but you're here tonight, so we're yeah. gonna talk about you and all the work you do. Um, Because you're doing some really exciting work. We always kind of start at the beginning, though. Like, how did your creative journey happen? How did that start for you?
1: I'll give you the quick rundown, because I feel like it it can get... There are a lot of details, but anyway. um, I uh, graduated from SAIC, actually, here. Um, I did their creative writing program. Um, I never studied journalism. But my senior year, I wrote... I actually interviewed Skrillex uh, for a local St. Louis publication called Eleven Music Magazine, and it was literally the shittiest interview ever. <laughs> like, sometimes I read it, and, no, I, I'm glad that I have definitely, like, excelled past that. But, um... <laughs> I, and he wasn't my favorite, because he had just come out from that band he was in. like the From emo. first to last, yeah. yeah. and yeah. he started DJing. But I was like, I'm just gonna, you know, pay my dues and do anything and everything. Sure. Um, so, um... I moved back to St. Louis and then I started writing for local papers, r- Riverfront Times um, and 11 still. Um, and then I got an internship at Complex in 2014 and then I moved to New York. And then from there I just started freelancing. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've never been staffed anywhere. So I've always been a freelance journalist.
0: So that's why, I mean, okay, there's a and, couple things. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: I mean, the root of everything I do is journalism. Right. So yeah, it all just goes back to that.
0: So first, I sympathize. I, I have those early interviews that I like yeah. listen to, and I'm like, you know, like 2003, 2004. And I'm right. just like, oh, no. This is a disaster. Yeah, why
1: did you ask that question? <laughs>
0: right. Um, I have a funny interview. I won't name the band, so I don't want to sound like I'm, like I'm name-dropping. But I, I did a, there's a popular band who I did their first radio interview.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it was their first time behind the mics. And I was, it was basically almost my first time behind the mics. So all of us involved if it got out, like, would be ashamed. Yeah. It's just, like, bad.
1: Okay, I want to ask you then who it is.
0: I'll, I'll tell you after the mic's <laughs> off. <throw. laughs> okay. Um, so, right, so let's talk about the complex internship. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you react to finding out that was going to happen, and you just moved to New York just on the strength of that? And
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of thought it was a joke, because basically what happened was, Um, I asked my friend in New York to connect me with somebody who worked at Complex that he knew Mm -hmm. Um, and that fell through so then I just applied anyways and then the editor, I mean he's at Genius now but Insanol Ahmed, I don't know if you know who that is but he was at Complex then he emailed me and I actually just found the the email he sent me in 2014 the other day but um, yeah I was really stoked, I uh, interned I did it from St. Louis for two months and then I was like, I'm not doing anything. So I'm just, my aunt lived in long Island. So I lived with her for like six months. Um, but yeah, I did three, two months in St. Louis, three months in New York.
0: So what did you learn or like, what were the advantages of doing a complex internship, especially in like 2014, which like, you know, that was an exciting time and it, and it continues, but I feel like that was kind of the beginning of this time that we're in currently.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I've never, I had never worked in a newsroom before, you know, or in an office like that before. I mean, the energy that um, there was, I don't know, really high energy all the time. You know, you always had to be on top of everything. You know how the news cycle is with music and everything oh, now. Yeah. It's crazy. So, um, I mean, back then, I think I, I didn't really grasp that. But, you know, being a complex, I mean, I really was able to cut my teeth and... Uh, you know I, I don't know It just set me up for pitching Which I didn't even think I would be able to do
0: You know Well and that in and of itself Is an art
1: Yeah that's, like And that's it. something You can't learn No Like I try You know I teach at YCA And Young mm-hmm. Chicago Authors And I tried It was my first time And I didn't know How to teach pitching And it took me like The entire course of Like the entire summer course For me to get How yeah. to explain it even Because it's so intuitive For me now
0: well, it's like even just writing emails is a skill set into yeah. itself. Yeah. There's a lot of people who don't know how to write
1: emails. Yeah. It's just so such a basic thing or, like, you know, thing I do every day that right. I don't think about having to tell somebody else how to do that.
0: Right. Yeah. You just, so. It's inherent. Yeah. So you do Complex in 2014. Mm-hmm. Like, how long before you're kind of at this point? Because now, and this is just a, a small sample serving of the outlets you've been published in, but, like, you're regularly in noisy. You are. You've done a lot with like fader. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other one that I, uh, DJ Booth is another one you've mm-hmm. done a lot with. And again, that's just a sample. But like, how did you go from being an intern at um, Complex to like being at the point where you're regularly writing and being published? Um, I think like,
1: so my internship ended at the beginning of the summer in 2014. So I think I just spent that whole summer pitching very aggressively and always following up and not really, and going out and, you know, going to shows and, and, and trying to find stories, you know, I mean, I lived in Long Island, so it was always a commute. So I eventually moved out. Um, but I don't know, just always trying to chase a story and, and, getting feedback from editors and, you know, what, why this is a good pitch or what I need or, you know, stuff like, and it's just like trial and error. Um, And, you know, like I said, like I wrote for free a lot, not in New York, but like when I lived in St. Louis, I wrote for free a lot.
0: So just to get those bylines. Yeah. And just to
1: kind of even figure out what I like, because I wrote about everything. I wrote about food. I wrote about like social media. I wrote about technology. I wrote about, I mean, I wrote about music too. Yeah. Just, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to write. And it came to a point where, you know, I didn't think I could just solely write about music, but then it came to a point where I realized I could. So um, which was yeah. cool cool, you know.
0: So right now, like I said, like some of the outlets that you're writing for, like Fader, um, Noisy, DJ Booth, like let's talk about your focus a little bit with those because it's not exclusively Chicago, but there's a lot of Chicago centric mm-hmm. content. Um, you know, you did this great article about Joe Fresh Goods, you've written about like Odd Couple, Jamila Woods, like so many great Chicago talents, so like let's pick that apart.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, also when I uh, first started writing, you had to find, have to find your beat, right? right. so I mean I, I kind of quickly figured out that mine was Indian underground rap, um, and I guess that kind of that's why I honed in on at first, and then it kind of brought into more offshoots of rap, you know, how rap, you know, hip hop right. isn't like how hip hop used to be. Right. Aesthetically uh, or sonically. So, um, and, and from there, you know, I, I, uh, not to pat myself on the back, but I definitely like gave a lot of artists their first
0: looks. Yeah. You
1: know, I wrote about Smino in 2015, um, Cousin Stiz, uh, Gold Link, very early on. Yeah. Um, and that was like really my... Uh, niche and, like, what I really like doing.
0: Um, and you're still doing that, like I said. Yeah, like, and it's still- harder
1: because people don't want to break artists, I think. Like, really? To- you think it's yeah. harder now? Yeah, and I think a lot of outlets like to write about the same things all the time. That's um, true. And a lot of, you know, and there's so much music coming out, you know, the, the, the filter for that, like, you have to have, like, a better ear, you know, than you used to. Right. Because... When, I mean, and a lot of the artists I first interviewed, like Smino and all of them have like publishing deals, distribution deals, like they're signed or whatever, you know? So um, I don't know, Just you just have to have like a better ear for things now because a lot of stuff sounds the same.
0: Well, I think a lot of stuff sounds the same and I think a lot of people are trying to go for the same approach or, or be mm-hmm. in that same kind of beat that they see. And that's always been the case. Like right. people see something working and then like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm part of that too. Yeah. And when somebody does something that's unique and stands out, it's like it, it means something.
1: Yeah. And, and I guess I went a little off course, but um, I think I was in New York noticing what was happening in Chicago. And mm-hmm. the first uh, rapper from Chicago who I interviewed was Dreezy in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was right after Schizo came out maybe around the time she got signed, but um and just from there I kept uh noticing all these things happening there and I had some friends there. I interviewed Sab Saba in um mm-hmm. two years ago actually for the first time in March twenty fifteen. Um, and then, you know, I kind of on a whim moved to Chicago.
0: <laughs> and so I mean, okay, so let's let's touch on that because you moved from St. Louis to New York and then from New York to Chicago and like was it daunting? Was it intimidating? Or were you just like full on ready for whatever that brought? Because that's a big, that's a big jump to like move from city to city to city.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've done the St. Louis, New York, Chicago thing twice because I went to NYU and then okay. before I came to school here, um, and then I went back to St. Louis, then New York, then Chicago again. I don't know why. But, so um, you've
0: like you've done the journey.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny, but um, I don't know. It all feels like kismet, kind of. You know, and, and you know, I was looking for something more with my writing And I just couldn't didn't feel it in New York anymore There's no palpable scene there like there is here Right um, And, you know, I saw something was happening in Chicago And I was like, and
0: now Chicago's part of my beat, too, you know Well, it's funny, too, because it's like, I feel like so many people go to New York And nothing against New York, but, like, I always no, talk I on this New podcast yeah. about like, so many people go to New York and L.A.
1: Mm-hmm
0: especially at the start of their career, and I feel like it's easy to get lost there. And in Chicago, you can really, like, stand out. You can really find I, your voice here. I,
1: I do agree with that, but okay. I think that I wouldn't be where I am without New York.
0: Sure. Right? Well, I and mean, you had an opportunity, but I'm just saying, like, some people just, they just dip out there, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I'll just go make it in New York. And it's But the hard. thing about
1: New York is, like, you can meet someone, and they have, like, they do, like, 5,000 things, but right. maybe one of the things they do is the same thing you do, and they have, they know somebody, and, like, whatever, whatever, you know? Right. Like, after I interned with Complex, I interned with this PR firm called Life or Death, which mm. is now, has changed names twice, but um, they do PR for like Tyler, the creator, okay. and yeah. um, like Mick Jenkins, Right. they do No Name, and The Mind, and like a
0: lot of people. So a lot of great Chicago talent, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So it's, you know, and I, I don't think I would even, I don't remember how I got that, but um, I probably had just hit them up about doing a story on someone, but then I entered for them and got to see like the other side of you know, journalism to see the PR side. You know, and it's just it's just one of those things, like I probably just asked if they had an internship and I, you know
0: Well I think that's something that we've talked about a lot on this on this podcast. Like sometimes just asking. Yeah. It just goes such a long way and I think people think that everything has to be like this kind of like incredible task. But like yeah sometimes you just say like hey Be very direct. I don't have time
1: for you to beat around
0: the bush. Right. (laughs) So um, now you're in Chicago. Like how do you feel about the, the you know, I know everyone says, like, Chicago Renaissance. But, like, how do you feel about right. the cultural scene and feel of Chicago in 2017?
1: I mean, I think it's really beautiful. There are a lot of things happening. And it's not only rap. Right. Um, and I, I, I feel like maybe rap might be some sort of, like, epicenter of it. Right. And it's the offshoot. But it's also, like, you know, I work at Young Chicago Authors. And um, I teach there. And even, you know, LTAT, like the Latter Than a Bomb season just ended, Twenty seven 27th season. Um, and seeing that, I actually realized that poetry, and and you know how Saba and Chance mm-hmm. and Mick and all of them went to YCA's open right. mic, um, that that is really like the um, originations of rap here. You know, like sometimes you think, I don't know, some, at first I thought it was like the other way around in a way, but I just feel like
0: but I think that was, yeah. really like
1: the root of every, th- of a lot of the music. Well, especially out. this
0: wave, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. then that usually happens where there's like you know, like in the '90s it was Wicker Park, right? With like Urge Overkill, Liz Fair, all that. And then like you know, was probably like, Nights of Columbus, Arlington Heights for like Fall Out Boy and all those bands. And it's like, yeah, there's always kind of that like incubator,
1: right? Space. That's totally how it is. That yeah. launches a scene. Yeah, and, and YCA.
0: Yeah, it's
1: just I mean, like UMedia, and there's mm-hmm. you know. I mean, there's just, it's just a very, I mean, I just saw throughout LTAB how important poetry has been to like Chicago youth in general, and which is just such like an amazing thing because the way I was taught poetry, because that's what I studied was like Mm -hmm. old white men and women, you know, I never knew who Gwendolyn Brooks was growing up and that was, you know, it's her centennial this year and that was a theme, like our Gwendolyn Brooks for LTAB. So, you know, just learning a lot
0: about you
1: know, I guess poetry feels different to me
0: now. No, absolutely. Cool. Well, you've got such a different perspective. On yeah, exactly. Such an inside. So let's talk about the, the YCA connection because young Chicago authors, like you said, it really has been so integral in the origin for so many of the talents right now. Um, so you're involved and and you're also obviously involved with uh, Kevin Koval as mm-hmm. the creative director for his new book. Uh, let's talk about that. Like, What's your role with that? What made you want to take on that project?
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. Kevin just asked me.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> easy. Did, That's right? easy.
1: <laughs> um, you know, I've I've only known him for almost a year, you know. That's
0: not that long. No. <laughs> That's crazy because yeah. I would have gotten the impression that you and Kevin, like, had maybe like a three or five year history definitely of, like, not. collaborating and stuff. That's but nuts, but it, been, it definitely seems like.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean. For whatever reason, we work really well together. Um, but he asked me to just help out with press stuff, and that's not really my thing. Um, you know, I've tried. And, you know, public PR is very unforgiving. It's rough. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I came on, and I think we both didn't know in what capacity. Um, and even until I saw, like, you know, the acknowledgments. He never said that before to me, the creative director part. But it 's said right. that in the acknowledgments. And I was like, all right, I'm down for that. Um, But I say, like, creative director and project manager because I manage a lot of, like, small, you know, detailed stuff, too.
0: Well, something he talked about when he was on a few weeks back was he was saying that uh, with the new book, People's History of Chicago, Kevin is going to be doing readings, I think, in all Mm -hmm. 77 Chicago neighborhoods. Yeah. So are you involved with spearheading that initiative? Um, we have a team of, I mean,
1: Kevin, me, Tammy, and Michaela, who mm-hmm. both work at YCA2. And um, Tammy does most of the readings, and I'm doing more of the, spraying, more of like the larger events. So, you know, we had like the uh, March 4th launch. Right. Um,
0: Which was, I, I wasn't able to make it, but I saw all the pictures and everything. Place,
1: it was crazy. Yeah. it w- We were turning people away.
0: I saw the line around the block. Yeah.
1: I mean, the, the Pritzker Auditorium is only like 380 or something and
0: and there were a lot more people yeah and it was
1: cold and people were mad and i you know but uh, that was cool that I mean the event was really beautiful um, and I just I'm amazed that people really showed out like that
0: I, I mean it's amazing but I'm not surprised right right you know like the, you don't
1: think it's gonna happen but when it does you're like okay this makes sense
0: <laughs> well I was I was showing you the last panel or one of the last panels we did w- with Dynasty Podcast in December uh, before the mics were on, and even though we had a very high number of RSVPs, there was mm-hmm. still a part of me that was like, it's going to be seven people here. Right. Like, until you actually see it, yeah. there's... Yeah, at least for me, I always, like, under-expect. Yeah. So. Um,
1: yeah. But we have our release party on April 15th at mm-hmm. Chicago Trueborn, um, which is going to be cool. All of the illustrations from the book are going to be up. Nice. Um, and we'll be selling prints, and then we'll have siege and kane who are graffiti artists doing like a mural a new new mural in the i guess i'm like the windows they have at the gallery um all the artists will have other pieces up too like that they choose so that's awesome yeah it's gonna be really cool
0: so what's on deck for you as we head into like you know like the summer music season and all this like what's ahead for you in 2017 whether it's working with kevin or your music journalism work or any of it
1: um, yeah, we, we're we trying to do a month or an event every month with Kevin. So yeah. it's going to be kind of crazy. Um, I'm co-headlining the, the Shy Teen Lit Fest in April. That's awesome. I'm doing, I'm moderating a panel, a journalism panel at Lake FX. I think I saw yeah. that one. Is that the one
0: with like Lorena yeah. and, and Leor from The Reader?
1: Mm-hmm, and Ty, the, Howard, yeah, and, and Brit Julius. It's going to be really a awesome. That's a
0: killer yeah. lineup. So I'm excited. That is great. I'm going to have to make um, it to that one.
1: I don't know. There's so much going on April and May, so... um,
0: That's exciting, though. Yeah,
1: yeah, and then uh, we're doing, like, a barbecue at Kim's in Bridgeport in May, too, so look out for that.
0: Is that the new restaurant that's attached to Maria's? Is it new? Yeah, Yeah, I've never been there. Okay. Yeah, because it used to just be a bar. Okay. And Maria's is is a killer bar. I used to live in Bridgeport down the street, and then I moved, right, as they were... Adding the restaurant Okay,
1: yeah so uh, I haven't Kevin really loves
0: that p- place so. I think he was telling me about it on his interview
1: Yeah, I'm sure he was
0: Yeah <laughs>
1: um, And, uh, you know, I'm working on my own Chicago hip-hop project
0: Nice slash book so. Really?
1: Yeah, I haven't really talked about it Because, I don't know, it's a very daunting project But
0: That's exciting, yeah, though so it's cool Is that all you can say? I mean, if, if so, it's fine Or
1: I mean, that's why I moved here Yeah So, yeah I don't All know, right. it's not... I'm, I'm, I want to, like, do some sort of bigger announcement thing online, but, you know, yeah. I haven't,
0: like, thought about that. You well, can. I mean, let's definitely get you back behind the mic once that book is a reality, mm-hmm. once it's in people's hands and talk yeah. about it, like, you know, down the line once we have it. But, um, you know, if anybody wanted to pitch you, are you ever, like, open to pitches? Like, are you looking for artists to reach out? It's like, hey, you know, I think I've got a story to tell.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Always, uh, you know, you can DM me on Twitter. My um, DMs are open. And you can email me, so...
0: You're responsive on Twitter.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I try to be. Unless uh, (laughs) you're, like, stalking me or something, that'll probably block you,
0: but... (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) I think that's normal.
0: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) No, but, like, I, I notice, like, you're one of the people who, like, you know... Like some people log into their Twitter like once a month.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I never
0: understand that. I'm like, what do you do?
1: I mean, Twitter is a lot, like one of the places where I made a lot of connections as yeah. a journalist, so.
0: I think yeah. it's so essential. Yeah, I think so. Um, right on. And you know, final question we always kind of go out with is like, for anybody who maybe is like an aspiring journalist, writer, or just kind of like looking to get started on their own creative journey, like what advice would you give them? Pay your dues. Yeah. I mean, get
1: an internship, work for free. You know, that's how you learn. You don't demand money from the outset, you know, so.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. I'm right there with you. I know yeah. that's a debate I have a lot with students where like some of them are like, well, my time's really valuable. I'm like, that's not. Not right now. <laughs> I'm like, it is, but.
1: It'll be more valuable later on. Now right. you do everything you need to do. And if you're ambitious enough, then you'll get there.
0: Well, and that's, I mean, clearly that's the thorough line of your story, like jumping from city to city, just going after opportunities and creating opportunities. That's exciting. Yeah, that's cool. Let's definitely continue this as you have new things happening, definitely when the book is Mm -hmm. a reality, because I would love to be able to talk about that as well.
1: Yeah. so. So,
0: and then, you know, same thing for anything you do with Kevin like keep us informed.
1: Yeah, yeah, April 15th. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be cool.
0: That's awesome. Um Tara Mahadevan. Mahadevan. Mahadevan.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> um like I said, like you've been really supportive of the podcast kind of uh, behind the scenes bringing us kevin and like and just being like really involved and responsive so i really appreciate that and i'm really yeah, glad course. we got you on the mic tonight
1: yeah what y'all do is cool
0: so awesome Support. thank you so much yeah, yeah you've been listening to a production of dynasty podcast find more dynasty podcast at dynastypodcast.com for the dynamic dynasty dynasty descend